Winning Time just come out. Mm-hmm. That was the kind of rivalry we got in the late 70s, early 80s. I think let's let's talk back like it's 1979. Take it back. I'm totally fine with that. I, I would love Le- to see it. LeBron James versus Tatum. The new LeBron too. He's evolved now. You know, he's just he's not scoring he's as much. More magic esque. Anthony Davis's team. Yeah, I think. Did you hear? By the way, really, I know mm. Jay King's on, but like, did you hear <laughs> what LeBron said about Anthony Davis? And one of Anthony, I, I laughed. I almost spit out my food when I was watching LeBron. He was in a scrum, and they said, "What do you like the most about Anthony Davis?" And he talked about like. Just his, you know, uh, authenticity, his aggression, his ability to, like, command space on the court. And then he followed it up with availability. And he said, Anthony Davis is always in uniform. And I was like, literally, his nickname is Street Close. Did he have some glasses of wine before the interview? He wasn't laughing. I I didn't know. I I, I feel like someone should follow back up on that. Did nobody follow up? They let it go. I don't that, know. I'd be like, I'd raise my hand. Oh, well, excuse me. Um, but would you mean like like in street clothes uniform or like, you know, actual? His uniform yeah. is street clothes. Like, <laughs> yeah. literally, we're surprised That's... he hasn't been in street clothes during these playoffs. <laughs> anyway, back to uh, Jay the King covers the Celtics for the Athletic, and it's been, uh, Jay, an up-and-down ride, to say the least, for the Celtics team. But they're in the Eastern Conference Finals now against the Heat, a Heat team that surprised everybody getting this far. What's the confidence level heading into Game 1 of this series for the Celtics? It should be pretty high. Uh, that was a tough series against Philadelphia. They, the Celtics, I mean, they were on the ropes, not, not just after losing game five at home, but in the fourth quarter of game six, Jason Tatum is one for 14. They're down two. They just had the clear pass foul. And I think in that moment, Tatum saw one go down, and it just kind of changed the whole energy for the Celtics. And after after game seven the way it went Tatum with 51 points the defense playing another fantastic game I think they're in a, a really good place right now they they know that this could have been over <laughs> three four days ago and and instead they're meeting the eight seed in the eastern conference finals for a chance to go to the finals and, and get a chance to do what they've wanted all season which is a, a chance to go go back to the championship round and and have a different ending this time. Uh, Jay, I have a lot of money on Boston to just reach the <laughs> NBA Finals. The only thing, well, there's two things that really concern me, and it's Jimmy Butler, it's Eric Spolstra, just coaching circles around Joe Mazzulla. Do you think that in this series they go back to the regular rotation or maybe a different starting lineup? You know, I know he made the uh, change, I think it was before Game 6 against Philadelphia. Do you think they switch up the rotations or they have to in this series? Yeah, that's going to be a really interesting decision for Joe Mazzulla because obviously the the recipe to beating the 76ers was going big and, and inserting Robert Williams into that starting lineup and just relying on the defense. But they they played small most of the season. Yeah, Their lineup that they're most comfortable with, that Joe Mazzulla has always leaned toward, has been smaller, more skilled, with more shooting. And I think that group, if it can hold up defensively against Jimmy Butler – it will really put a lot of stress on the Miami defense. Kevin Love at power forward, who is he going to guard on the Celtics? Because if it's Al Horford, I think he's in trouble. If it's any of the wings or guards, he's in trouble. And so I think going back small, is as weird as it would be after going big, changed the entire last series, I think there's there's at least an argument to be to be made that that's the Celtics' best look in this series, as, as long as they can do that while also containing Jimmy Butler um, 
And the, the other thing I think that the Celtics should should really worry about in this series, the thing that could could define how this series goes, is just their how they take care of the ball. Their turnovers last year against Miami were the reason that was a seven game series, were the reason that Miami stayed in that as long as as long as the Heat did, and and their offensive execution, the the way they take care of the ball, just needs to be better. So uh, I'm following up on that. Do you think that that means that there'll be some more minutes with Marcus Smart and Malcolm Brogdon on the floor at the same time? Is that just maybe more Malcolm Brogdon and less Marcus Smart? Because Marcus has been playing really, really well in, in this playoff run. Yeah, Marcus has been great. I don't think his minutes will, will be impacted. I, I think it's honestly whether they just use Robert Williams and Al Horford next to each other for a, a large chunk of minutes every game or whether they go to the, the smaller groups. And Derek White has been I mean he was second team all defense he's a fantastic defender I think if you put him on Max Struess you put him on Duncan Robinson whoever the heat shooters are he is going to do a great job but in the Jimmy Butler matchup specifically uh Malcolm Brogdon guards up well and and he he's able to use his physicality to guard people they trusted him to guard James Harden not that it always went well but but I I think if they do go small in this series put a lot of shooting out there really puts stress on Kevin Love and and Duncan Robinson and the the guys in that heat rotation who can't really defend at a high level um, then I think using Brogdon using Derek White instead of Robert Williams not not instead of Marcus Smart could could be could be something that the Celtics go to and I don't know whether they'll get that early in the series they might stay big just because of the success that they had with that in the last series Uh, but I think if they do lose one early uh, then that's some, something Joe Missoula will definitely think about. Yeah, when it comes to Joe Missoula, I mean, certainly outside of the, anybody covering that team or just in other markets, the conversation has been about Joe Missoula, his inexperience, and some of the coaching decisions he's made in the playoffs. You're going up against Eric Spolstra, as experienced as any head coaches in the playoffs in the NBA. How much of a concern is the just the lack of experience from Missoula being in this situation, like leading into this series? Yeah, I, I see. I, I think Joe's done a really good job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he he got the job three days before training camp, and it was under awful circumstances. <laughs> and the the way he's able he's been able to keep the Celtics steady and command the locker room and and hold everybody accountable. I, I just think he's he's done a really good job. Now, should he have called a timeout in late in Game Four? Absolutely, and he told the players that. And so there, there are certainly things that that he's still learning and there's nobody better than Eric Spolstra and Spolstra is going to throw out zone defenses he's going to try every defense in the book he's going to muck up the game and have Kyle Lowry taking charges and have Kevin Love taking charges and just do whatever he can do and and that's that's the beauty of this Heat team is they're they're so annoying to play against they are so competitive they have and I would throw Kyle Lowry into the mix with Jimmy Butler and Eric Spolstra, they have three of the most competitive guys in the NBA. And it's weird to say that about a coach, but Spolstra is absolutely in that category. And so, yeah, this this is – it's not a fair coaching matchup, but Joe has better players. And and so, so he at least has that to rely on. I think he has more options than Spolstra does with lineups, and especially the heat size on the perimeter – I see that as a possible problem for them. What would your prediction for the series be? Do you think it's like Boston in five? Do you think we go seven? Do you think that there's any chance that Miami actually, if Boston stays healthy, nobody gets hurt, could actually win this series? What do you think happens here? I think there's a chance. Look, the the Heat, 
I, w- I won't let them surprise me anymore. I've let them do it too many times in the past. They went to the finals as a five seed. I was surprised the whole time. They beat Milwaukee. Now they're in the Eastern Conference Finals as an eight seed. I'm not going to allow them to surprise me anymore. I think this is going to be a really tough series. They don't beat themselves. And and the Celtics have beat themselves at times. And and if they do that, this can be a long series. If they don't, and and I think they'll they'll take care of business. I, I think this will be a five game series, but they're going to have to earn it. And and against Jimmy Butler, against Eric Spolster, like you really have to earn it. They're not going to give you the series. You have to take it away. Yeah. Well, speaking of teams beating themselves, what was your sort of reaction as the implosion was happening right in front of you by the Sixers? in the third quarter yesterday uh, yeah see I, I thought it started in the second yeah and the Sixers were up eight James Harden went in for a layup he has a flagrant foul and then all of a sudden it's just like you could see the energy of the whole game change and the Celtics you could see them running even after made baskets by the 76ers you could see them running it was like like they could sense like okay Embiid is starting to fatigue Harden starting to fatigue this is our chance and that third quarter was was stunning. It was it was just a a wave of of Tatum and and Tatum targeting Embiid, which was the most interesting part about it to me. Not not just that he had fifty one, but that he did it while repeatedly going after the MVP, who is also a great defender. But the Celtics could tell deep in the series in the second half of Game Seven, he just got fatigued. And I thought that changed everything. Um, he clearly did not have his best stuff. James Harden, another disappointment for him. Um, and, and, I mean, for a while, like, the Celtics were on the ropes in the first half of that game. <laughs> P.J. Tucker with 11 first-quarter points. They were down nine at one point, And it, it could have spun the other way. And then, But I, I do think the Celtics, sense, once they sensed that Bede was getting a little tired, it was like, like their whole dynamic shifted and, and they just attacked him and attacked them and the rest of the game was almost just kind of a celebration at TD Garden. How different do you think that Sixers team is going to look next year? It, it all, I mean, a lot depends on Harden, I guess. Mm-hmm. Does, does he leave? Does, does he opt in? Does, what does he do with that player option? Because at the very least, you have to change something. If they haven't gotten out of the second round yet, I think it's it's very possible that Doc Rivers won't be there anymore. And I I don't think like I don't think Doc did a bad job in that series. I think Doc Doc was he coached very well in that series. It, he had a a team that was a huge underdog within minutes of advancing to the conference finals. And but that said, they haven't got out of the second round under him. They haven't got out of the second round with Embiid. And and you've got to keep trying different things to, to do it because second round just isn't going to cut it. Uh, what do you like out west, or who do you like out west? Do you think it's L.A.? Do you like the Nuggets? And then, you know, what do you think is the better final series? Obviously, we're all going to root for, you know, especially in the markets, uh, Boston and L.A., but what do you think is, if you're like a basketball junkie, what do you think the better series is? I love watching Jokic as much as anything, but the the possibility of a LeBron Lakers team versus the Celtics is like crazy. So I think no matter what, the NBA is is kind of in a good place. I think the Nuggets will win that series. I think just their continuity 
the way they're able to attack offensively. And then Anthony Davis is obviously everything for the Lakers defense. He he needs to muck up everything because, quite honestly, some of their perimeter guys just aren't great. And he's done an amazing job of of just wiping away everything inside for their opponent so far. That's going to be really tough to do when you're playing against Jokic and you have to guard him at the arc and you have to deal with all the off-ball actions and everything else. So I, I just think this is going to be a very different challenge for them. Denver is a lot deeper and a lot bigger than and more athletic than the Warriors were. And I, I thought that was the biggest thing from the Golden State series was their guards, like they, they were playing a lineup with D'Angelo Russell, Dennis Schroeder, and Austin Reeves, and they were way smaller. And that makes no sense. Like they literally had three point guards on the other team, and the Go- Golden State was much smaller. Uh, so, so Denver is much bigger. They've got Porter Jr. They've got Aaron Gordon, even Jamal Murray. He's a big point guard. I just think this is a much tougher matchup for LA for LA than Golden State was. If Golden State's gonna, I mean, it's Golden State. If the Lakers are gonna beat Denver. Is it as simple as AD has to be as dominant as he has been in, in his best moments, or is there you know more complementary pieces that have to you know be elite along the way as well? Yeah, they've they've had this weird supporting cast where it's like you don't know who's going to be good on a given day, but you know that a couple of them are going to be good. Some sometimes it'll be Russell, sometimes it'll be um, Dennis Schroeder, sometimes it'll be Rui Hachimura. It's usually Austin Reeves. He's been their third best player. But other than that, it's like they've just been able to patch together whoever's got it rolling that day. Sometimes it's Lonnie Walker. Um, so I, I think the the key to me is how can you scheme things so that Anthony Davis is still able to protect the rim and you're not just allowing Jokic to do whatever he wants at the perimeter. Does that mean LeBron guards Jokic? I don't think that's going to be how they go, but it could be. Um but Jokic is such a different type of player to guard because he's so big and so powerful and he can finish in any sort of way. But he also takes your biggest guy out to the perimeter and and frees up so much for the other nuggets at the basket. And I just don't think that having DeAndre Russell on the back line, having Reeves on the back line, having even if it's Hachimura or whoever on the back line, maybe Jared Vanderbilt will work. But it's like if you pull Anthony Davis away from the hoop, I don't think good things are going to happen for this Lakers team. And that's my biggest question for the series is how can they guard Jokic without like getting out of having Anthony Davis being as, as the rim protector, that final line of defense. And that's going to be a really tough challenge. 